Hello and welcome to Patty's Got Your Six podcast. I'm Patty with my tail gunner co-host, Kathy, my wife. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> uh, we got a spectacular guest today. He wrote an amazing book. And I'll tell you what, um, I read a lot of books on Vietnam and war, everything. This one really, it, it's powerful. So our guest today is Austin J. Nickel. He's the author of A Smile on Your Brother. Austin, welcome aboard. Hello, Patrick and Kathy. How are you guys? Doing very well. Yourself? Good, good. I just wanted to start out to congratulate you on the on the podcast. Um, saw your impressive lineup of previous guests, so I, I hope I can uh, measure up. You definitely, to, uh, definitely previous, will. Previous programs. I have no doubt you will. So how did you come up with the title, number one? Well, um, it, it was uh, borrowed liberally from uh, a, a song from that era, um, the uh, the Young Bloods get together. Oh, there you go, smiling um, your brother. So yeah, it's a, it was a, a very popular song around 1968, 69, and um, with the theme of brotherhood that ran through the book, with uh, close friendship between two Marines, and then obviously the brotherhood felt by other Marines uh, in battle, and uh, and then the loss of a brother uh, to uh, the. Uh, Two sisters who figure prominently in the book. Yes, that would be uh, and, and are, are, are the are the true uh, the true stars of the book. Yes, Maureen uh, and uh, or Willie and Ellen, right? Maureen and Maureen and Ellen, yeah, who lost, lost their brother in Vietnam, and they were uh, just just fearless in, in telling their story about those horrible days of getting noticed uh, that their brother was killed in action, right? And just uh, the the trauma of, and heartbreak grief of you know living without the brother since then right and another question how did you get all these people to actually talk to you about it I, i've dealt with veterans a long time i've interviewed them a lot of them just won't open up but once they do it's unbelievable it's very very hard to uh, to get them to open up because the experience was just horrific yeah and, and that, that, that i i was i was very fortunate in that and i, I think it's the amount of time that passed um, whether the veterans themselves or the families of the veterans want to want their kids to know or their grandchildren to know what they lived through, or maybe enough enough time had passed that uh, some of the bitterness and the anger that was kind of unique to the to the Vietnam era veteran, some of that may have uh, have subsided, and they see how at least hopefully they're they're seeing now how veterans. Uh, get a better deal uh, than than they did coming back from from Vietnam, and and maybe they want to tell their story. And it it, it was incredible that that they opened up like that because obviously the, the subject matter is very difficult, and it was very emotional for some of them to go back and relive those times. But uh, you know, I salute all of them for for wanting to walk that path because it was. Uh, it, you know, there's so many factors in, in the reason that they, they did keep quiet for so long. I think there was obviously the uh, they were made the scapegoat for a very unpopular war. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, indeed. And then they, and, yeah, and and they felt right. uh, other veterans from from previous conflicts, Korea and World War II, uh, that they didn't felt they didn't feel they got the support coming back from Vietnam that they should have from those guys. Uh, you know, and, uh, they, they thought they, they lost a war and, and that kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah. you know, that they were getting it from, from all sides, from 
Absolutely. And I'm a member of the American Legion and the Marine Corps League, and I talked to the older gentlemen, and they said, yeah, they really gave them, even the, the VFWs gave them a hard time. And I couldn't believe it. I asked six or seven different veterans, and they said, yeah, yeah, it was kind of disgusting. But our own veteran groups, uh, you know, it wasn't a real war, all that. The nasty stuff and how they treated them was just unbelievable. Yeah, there is even a motto uh, to, to the Vietnam era veterans that never again will one generation of veterans treat treat another. There you go. So yeah. poorly. Um, so I, I think uh, that may, maybe maybe time healed uh, some of the wounds. Certainly not all of them, but but some of them for sure. So your book, Smiling Your Brother, is about a Marine, Tim Fitzmorris. He's a lance corporal from Chicago, and he was killed by friendly fire in Da Nang, May 9th, nineteen sixty eight. So how did you get into this story of, of Lance Corporal Fitzmorris? Well, it's an interesting story. My brother-in-law, my oldest uh, uh, brother-in-law, was also Marine in Vietnam. He was uh, Tim Fitzmorris's high school good friend from DePaul Academy in uh, Chicago. And that's Brian Dillon. Brian, Brian Dillon, correct. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> uh, they, they knew, you know, obviously Vietnam hung very heavily over their heads. These guys were graduating high school in 1966 so it was uh, they knew that they, they didn't volunteer they're got probably going to get drafted just working class kids from chicago so tim Morris went into the marine corps right out of high school and uh one he came home from a leave and uh before heading to vietnam and got brian dillon to sign up well wow. while brian dillon was in boot camp he got the word that his friend Tim was killed in Vietnam. So it was oh. just uh, just incredibly traumatic. Uh, and Lance Corporal the, the, Fitzmorris the, was in Gitmo in Cuba, and he requested to be, I mean, it was a cushy assignment in Guantanamo Bay, and he requested uh, to go to Vietnam. You know, it's stuff like that that you're just uh, amazing. You know, you, you read the, the death totals coming back from the monthly death totals coming back from Vietnam at that time, you know, late 67, early 68, just the, the height of the war, you know, a thousand dead servicemen a month, right. sometimes even more into, you know, to volunteer for to, to Vietnam in the face of face of those horrible numbers, just an incredible act of bravery and, uh, and Tim Morris's part. And, uh, you know, he could have, he could have served out the war in, in, in a, uh, in a non-dangerous department, right, but right, right. Uh, cho- cho- chose to take his turn in Vietnam and was there less than six weeks before he was killed. I, I tell you, it's a great book, and just the perspective from how the war affected family members, it's its heart-wrenching. Yeah, you, you know, um, I'm not a veteran myself, uh, but I just, you, you know, the stress and strain on family members who, who have to watch their loved ones go overseas into harm's way and then they don't come home right. you're just carrying a lifetime of lifetime of grief regret sadness the whole thing and especially for people who came back from vietnam to think that their grief wasn't being respected right, or right. Uh, just people thinking that it was all a waste you know and to to, to have thinking that others thought that your, you know, the loss of your brother, loss of your son, or something, or any loved one was a waste. This yeah, has got right. to compound the grief incredibly. And the family members that were in school had to deal with, you know, the '60s and 
you know, the hippies and all the radicals, and they had to deal with that on a daily basis, and that must have been horrific for the family members. Yeah, Tim Morris had a younger brother, Jack, right. who who he wanted to, he wanted to go to Vietnam, even in the face of uh, the, what his brother went through. So just just another another incredible story. But uh, his parents didn't want to do that. There was something called uh, Soul Surviving Son right. at that time. Right. So he uh, Jack Morris didn't have to go, and uh, ultimately decided not to go. But he didn't. He rolled in college and just got the full brunt of the the anti-war movement, which was. Unfortunately, pointed at the, pointed at the veterans and yeah, uh, right, you know, right. un, un, incredibly, you know, the instead of the know, politicians the making the decisions, sadly. There you go. So yeah, these are these high school high school kids just going off to war and, and somehow being made out to be the bad guy. Yeah. Your book, uh, "Smiling Your Brother," should be taught in high schools. I tell you that much. You get the perspective of history. From the time period and, and the people involved, it's, it's just amazing, their point of view. Now, this is your first book, is that correct? That's correct, yeah. Now, how did you get the members of uh, Lance Corporal Fitzmorris's unit, 3rd Battalion, 5th Marines, to even talk to you? Well, it was <clears throat> there was a lot of research for the book, so even before the writing began, it, it, I did a year of, of, of compiling wow. stories and people to get in, in, in contact with. And there were websites uh, detailing the, the uh, my company, Third Battalion, Fifth Marines, and people had done some extensive extensive research, getting in touch with with the Marines. So I, you know the work was done for me, but it, getting in touch with them, they didn't know who I was. You know, they, right, right. obviously they're a little, little tentative to talk to me. They don't they don't know what I'm going to do. You know what what my ultimate goal was the story, but I was able to convince them that I was just just trying to tell their story. And ultimately, they were very open to the project. So, so with some websites that I saw online, I was able to, uh, to to contact those Marines. Are you planning on writing a second book? I, I do. I do have a, a one that is probably going to be coming out this uh, later this fall. Uh, much less serious subject matter uh, about my own uh, my own life growing up in Chicago in the nineteen seventies. Oh, cool. Um, and you're from Rogers so, Park originally. Correct. Yeah, West Rogers Park, and uh, went to Quigley North High School downtown and uh, Loyola University. Yeah, he did. I went to school with his uh, brother-in-law. <laughs> That's I went right. to Quigley myself. That's right. And yeah, I, I do. I, I do uh, remember the name, but I don't think we crossed paths. Uh, I was a couple years behind you, Patrick. Lucky for you, huh? <laughs> so, where did you live in Rogers Park? Give me cross streets. I, I lived at Lunton Western. Wow, that's where my brother and my sister-in-law live. I lived at Peterson, Clark and Peterson, in there by son. Okay, okay, yeah. Uh, my my parents were originally from uh, uh, grew up in Uptown, and uh, my go. dad went to St. George High School in Evanston, and uh, oh, and I'm one of uh, eight kids, so wow. he, we moved up there because he thought we I got six six boys in our family. He thought we'd be going to St. George High School, and uh, one of my brothers actually did, but it closed when when he was a junior, so uh, right, right, right. Hmm. ended up four of us going to Quigley. <laughs> All right, so back to your book, Smiling Your Brother. How did you get Brian Dillon to, I know he's your uh, brother-in-law, but how did you get him to open up? I mean, some of the things he went through, good Lord. He went to, shipped out that day, and that's when the family was notified of his best friend dying in Vietnam. Yeah, it's just 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 some tough stuff, and I wasn't sure that he would want to relive all that. But he was incredibly gracious about it, 
um, how it got started was there was a, uh, they called it a, a salute to American Heroes Day put on by the Mayfair neighborhood, which is oh. on the northwest side. Right. And they, they have a memorial to, uh, to, to war veterans from that neighborhood who died in, in, uh, in different campaigns. I think it's at the corner of Lawrence and Keeler, if anybody wants to visit that. But right, Mayfair. In Mayfair, yeah. And so they uh, they had a salute where, where Tim Fitzmorris was the, the honoree for that day. Good. And Tim's family came out and, and spoke in public right at that corner before the dedication of the, the memorial. And Brian invited me. He said uh, he knew, knew my interest in, in, the, in the war and, and his service there. But we never got too deep into it because obviously it was uh, there was some, some difficult difficult stories to tell. So sure. uh, you know we kept we kept we kept the uh, my inquiries into into his service in Vietnam. Uh, we we're, didn't get too deep in, involved in that. But he did invite me to that memorial, and after it was over, we went for a drink, and he showed me a book that the, fam- the Fitzmaurice family had put together wow. to commemorate their, their brother's 40th anniversary of, of his death in Vietnam. And it was just, it was a scrapbook, the, you know, the, the Western Union telegram saying that, that, that Tim had been killed, uh, letters from his mother to Tim in Vietnam, photos, uh, you know, uh, all, all this uh, military information on the campaign that, that he was killed in. And Brian let me take it, take it home and look at it in depth. And that's it the just book laid, itself. Laid, wow! Yeah, that's yeah, it. yeah. It, it, it laid out the the the, uh, the book, and I read it. it was that evening that I said, "Yeah, I, I can write a book about this. It's all here. It's all wow, here." Wow! 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 So, and you interview the Marines that were with Lance Corporal Fritz Morris during the battle, and uh, you, you talked to the Marine that was by his side. How did that come about? <laughs> Yeah, he there was a uh, a gentleman by the name of Jim Quinn, Bronze Star recipient. He lives in Lagrange, and uh, he w- he was absolutely instrumental in, in me writing the book, uh, telling me about just uh, the life of, the life of a Marine grunt in, in, in Vietnam and, and, and what, what filled their days, and just the uh, the horror of, of patrols and, and, and everything, and not knowing what's coming next, and. You know, booby traps, uh, snipers, the the whole deal. Right. And he had a very vivid memory of the, of the day Tim died, and they, um, you know, it, it was almost like these guys are were just used as pawns to uh, to just bring out the enemy. You just kind of march yep. up these hills, and, and you hope you, you hope you find an engage get an engagement, and, and so the Americans can bring down some air power and artillery on them and try and kill as many of the enemy as possible. So they. They put my company up the uh, up till eleven ninety two in Vietnam, and sure enough, they they stumbled into a North Vietnamese base camp and just overwhelming numbers of North Vietnamese army wow. people meeting them at the top of this hill, and it was uh, just a fight, desperate fight for for every Marine's life. So the the canopy, the jungle canopy, was so thick they couldn't bring in air power. So they wow. just brought in artillery, and the Marines had to bring the artillery right down on top of them right. if they had any chance. Good Lord. Yeah. And unfortunately, uh, you know, uh, some friendly fire took the life of some Marines, but uh, the choice was to, to save the entire company. And unfortunately, they had to bring the artillery in that close wow. for, for their own survival, and, and Tim, Tim uh, was a casualty of that. You talked to Jerry Lomax, and you also talked to... Uh... Jim Quinn, wow, 
That must have been horrific. Yeah, Jerry Lomax was another one. Uh, he, yeah. he, he was, uh, unfortunately, he passed away, but uh, what a guy and, and just incredibly open to, to telling his story and, and getting the last words from Tim Fitzmorris, uh, you know, talk, trying to cheer, you know, give, a, give him a smile or cheer him up or something, just to say, say something to him in Tim's last moments. Wow. Saying that they'd come back to Chicago and get a steak and, you know, just incredibly sad. Mm. And Jim Quinn was a friend of Lance Corporal. They, they, he, he didn't remember him specifically, uh, but you just being from Chicago, uh, Jim Quinn was a South Sider from Chicago at that time, and so you kind of gravitated to other people in your unit who were from where you were sure. from. Right, right. So he, he knew he knew of him, and unfortunately, uh, Jim had the assignment of taking Tim and putting him in the body bag to uh, oh. clearing off that hill. Wow. Um, and he just, you know, the, the stories of all those Marines uh, who were staffed up, you know, waiting, waiting to be evacuated, all the dead Marines waiting to be evacuated off the hill. And they were up down that hill for almost a week in 100, 105 degree temperatures. So you can only imagine the horror of that. Absolutely. And in your book, Smile and Your Brother, you, you showed how it affected the neighborhood, the community, and other families. And it's... 45, almost 50 years ago. And you did a great job in, in showing how it affected not just the family that lost uh, Fitzmaurice, just the neighborhood in general. Yeah, it, unfortunately, Tim wasn't the only uh, only serviceman from Vietnam was killed in action in from um, St. Edward Parish uh, down on the northwest side of Chicago. So the, I, I list uh, five other service members from that parish alone. Wow. Who were who were killed? So that that's you know it's going to devastate uh, devastate any tight knit neighborhood when uh, sure. you're constantly having funerals going through St. Edward Church. You know, from people come, not coming back alive from Vietnam. So, well, I tell you very what, very difficult, very difficult times. Sure, Austin, you did a fantastic job on your book, Smile on Your Brother, and if uh, we're going to have it on our website. But if people want to get a copy of your book, what do they need to do? Well, they can. Uh, uh, they go on, on to Amazon. Uh, the book's been out a while, so uh, even if you're on a tight budget, you can get a uh, you can get a, a budget copy of those. There, there's some used uh, used copies on there, but uh, yeah, just go and smile on your brother Amazon, and you'll see it there. You can also check out some of the uh, stuff we had on Facebook over the years, uh, different events that I've gone to, spoken in schools, uh, University Club downtown, uh, the Vietnam Veterans Art Museum, which which is in uh, in Mayfair as well. So you, you can kind of see the background, see pictures of Tim's family. And uh, if you're interested, it, it, there's, there's a whole lot of stuff there to backstory to the, to the, the life and death of Tim Fitzmaurice. Well, I'll tell you what, for your first book, Smile on Your Brother by Austin J. Nickel, you did an outstanding job. And I tell you what, people go get the book, read it. You won't put it down. Fantastic job. And Austin, thank you very much for your time. And you did a great, great job on this book. Well, I appreciate it, Patrick. Thank you, and uh, and thanks for what you uh, continue to do for veterans. And likewise. Big likewise. Okay. Take care, brother. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. Thanks, everybody. And do go out and get that book, Smiling Your Brother, by Austin J. Nickel. I highly, highly recommend it. Take care. I smell popcorn. <laughs>